Today is Friday, October 2nd, 2015, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and tonight's encounter, a friend of Medjugorje is joining us from the Caritas Bleachers in Medjugorje. He's with the Caritas group right now, and we've got a group there of about 80 people that has sold out. We also have one pilgrimage left of the season, and uh, that pilgrimage is quickly selling out. Actually, a friend of Medjugorje is also going to be present during the final pilgrimage of the 2015 season. And knowing that a friend of Medjugorje is going to be present on that last pilgrimage of the season, typically the numbers usually double when it's known that he's going to be present. So uh, we encourage you, as that group is starting to sell out fairly quickly, we encourage you to sign up as quickly as you can for that pilgrimage to secure your spot on the final pilgrimage of the season. That's October the 27th through November the 5th. So if you're feeling called to go to Medjugorje, now is the time to book that if you don't want to wait until next year. Or if you're even thinking about going next year, you know that you have the opportunity to go before this year ends. And a friend of Medjugorje is going to be present during that pilgrimage. You can contact BVM Caritas Pilgrimages at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. And dial to extension 218 or 219. There's also information on Medj.com as well. In tonight's encounter with a friend of Medjugorje, he's speaking to the Caritas group at the Caritas Bleachers in Medjugorje. And it's beautiful to hear this witness tonight of the message fresh from the mountain, fresh from the grace of the apparition today. A friend of Medjugorje is going to be speaking to you in real time with real world events that are taking place in light of Our Lady's message, how it applies to you, how it's relevant to you and to your daily life. It's beautiful to hear that the life in Medjugorje continues to go on. During the course of the encounter tonight, you'll hear the tillers working in the vineyards in the background and the nature and everything that's going on in Medjugorje right now with uh, vintage coming up soon. And it's beautiful to hear this all happening all in the background while he's speaking to the Caritas group tonight. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, live from Medjugorje, this is a friend of Medjugorje, October the 2nd, 2015. You know, y'all going to hell worshiping that Mary stuff, and they come in and say, Larry's out there preaching again. He's staying here 10, 15 minutes, time and stuff. I says, what do we do? I said, just love. That's it. Just love. So Larry came around for after a while, just several years, he was picking up our mail service. He started talking to us and started doing it. He actually met Maria one time. He came down to my house and met her and said, Maria, I have trouble about this Mary. She says, that's fine. All our ladies do is ask you to pray. 
So one day he come up to us. He says, I need a car. I got to have a car. I need a car. Can you pray that Mother Mary for me? <laughs> he came back the next day. He says, come here. Come here. Look at this. And I went out there and he said, look right here on this windshield. Look at that. And had a sticker on it of Guadalupe. This is Mary's car. He got in the car. So, but anyway, I got invited to his church, and it was, it was amazing. But they, they were saying, well, 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 instead of amen. But anyway, we had, I got the little children up there with me, and they all learned to help Mary in this, oh, Baptist, in this Baptist church. So, all right, his message today is just about that. So, well, amen. you can say amen or well, whatever you want to say. Our lady today, have everybody, has anybody heard the message today? Okay. Alay said today, Dear children, I am here among you to encourage you, to fill you with my love, and to call you anew to be witnesses of the love of my Son. Does everybody know what witness means? It means to give you life, to be martyred. So when Alay says, Fill you with my love, to call you anew to be witnesses, of the love of my son. Many of my children do not have hope. They do not have peace. They do not have love. This is not the atheists. This is not the believers. This is not the people killing Christians. She says, of my children do not have hope. They do not have peace. They do not have love. And yes, that is them. That is those who don't have God also. But don't think you discount them versus us. Because our ladies come here to teach us the real Jesus, to know the real Jesus, because we don't. You might think you do, but you look back on today and where you are or at the end of this pilgrimage that 10 years ago you were a fool and 10 years from now you'll be a fool today. They are seeking my son, but do not know how and where to find him. My son is opening wide his arms to them. Incredible statement. December 8th is going to be a year of mercy that's been established by the church. Whatever you declare on earth is declared in heaven. Pope Francis is doing some things that a lot of Orthodox and strong Catholics don't like. And some of those things are toward a liberal side in that slant. But we're erring on the side of mercy right now. One thing we learned from Sister Faustina about divine mercy is that we're in a period, since that period of World War II to now, and what we're going through, of extreme, unlogical mercy. Because when you die, and we think that everything's over, and Satan's there to lay claims on a soul that's headed to a perdition, and Satan before God saying, this soul is mine. Sister Faustina relayed that even when people think they're dead or the others think they're dead, that you don't know what happens at that moment, that they are being given a divine mercy moment to Jesus to accept them. So this stuff, you've got to accept your Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior before you at that moment. We don't know. But one thing we know for Sister Faustina is that Satan in justice is telling God, this is my soul. 
And he's saying, I'm giving them another chance. We don't know it. It's just a second before death. We don't know that, what that meant. But one thing we know is Jesus is saying no. Legally, in this court of heaven and hell, and justice and mercy, he is owed yours. But we're in a moment of divine mercy. God, that's not right. You're not playing by the rules. You're right. It's not justice. But my mercy in this period of time is divine and ahead and above your claim to your right to justice. And our lady said that. My son is opening wide his arms to them and you are to help them to come to his embrace. We're to do that during their life. We don't know at what moment that would change. And so Francis, I believe, is doing the will of God. I don't agree with everything he's doing on certain things. But this mercy thing is extreme. I know people has got upset. He's just saying, okay, if you've been excommunicated through abortion, because abortion excommunicates you automatically, you just come and ask for forgiveness. And you got it. You're living an abominable way of life. Just ask forgiveness. It don't take much. And the point of man, guys, there's a point where Judas is so against Jesus. And poor man, God, his books that Maria asked Our Lady in 1981, should they be read? Because many in the church says you cannot read these books. I wrote to Ratzinger at the time, went to John Paul, John Paul Italian Conference. They made a ruling that we can read these books. So no matter what anybody tells you, we are able to read them. We just can't declare supernatural. That's fine. We know where the church goes with that declaration later. But in the point of man, God, Judas has been caught by Jesus really bad. And Jesus is begging Judas to just show some forgiveness. And Judas just says to Jesus, just give it to me. He says, I'm not even going to ask you to ask for forgiveness. Just show me in your heart a little bit of being contrite. And Judas wouldn't do it. And he said, why can't you do it, Judas, to Jesus? He said, because everybody in the future will claim that they never have to have this little, small, micro bit of being contrite. And so we're in a time like that where Jesus is begging us, just show me a little bit of remorse. It don't have to be great. So when Mariana was asked about the sin of abortion, Our Lady showed how easy it is to get rid of the sin. Because most women who have had that, and Our Lady didn't say abortion, for those who have killed their child, she uses the word kill. It's not nice. That was another time. But on this message, she said, for those who have committed this sin, every sin can be forgiven. No big deal. Francis is saying that right now. And people are mad about that. She said, every sin can be forgiven. But then she adds this thing, which proves the apparitions, because only wisdom can change what that first statement says to the gravity of what this means. She said, but this sin must be atoned for for the rest of your life. Profound. Very profound. Come into my embrace. No big deal. I'll forgive you, but you must spend the rest of your life in atonement for the sin. So you see what Francis is doing? He's opened up the last bit of mercy to make it easy to come back before what's about to come. 
It's just our last chance in this last year of mercy. And so we're in an extraordinary moment that no matter what you've done, no matter what people out there have done, it's easy to come back to God. But they have to show some little, some little bit of wanting to be contrite. My son is opening wide his arms to them, and you, and she said about John Paul once she spoke about, my son is John Paul. So my son, Francis, and this is for this message now, what I'm addressing you, because it means something else. Like It doesn't mean Jesus, but also we apply it to that. That's how these messages work. My son is opening wide his arms to them, and you are to help them to come to his embrace. Every sin can be forgiven. Atone for it for the rest of your life, though. My children, that is why you must pray for love. You must pray very, very much to have all the more love because love conquers death and makes life last. What you see up above us? I call you anew to be witnesses of love, to be martyred in the love of Christ. Apostles of my love, my children, with honest and simple hearts, unite in prayer regardless of how far you are from each other. Encourage each other to spiritual growth. As I am encouraging you, I am watching over you, and I am with you whenever you think of me. Pray also for your shepherds, for those who renounce everything for the sake of my son, and for your sake, love them and pray for them. The Heavenly Father is listening to your prayers. Thank you. I want to play a song right now. This is part of a school presentation we do every year. Has anybody here been to our school presentations? Raise your hands. Give a, give a 30 second testimony on it, both of you. 30 seconds? Yeah. Uh, one minute if you have to. But Our school presentations are like nothing you've ever seen. We pray all summer for the next thing, what the school year's about. We do a presentation that will blow you away. Anyway, it's a whole production, and we bring it into real life, and it's a big, big deal. Uh, very moving. In fact, some of the school children ran away from this one this year because it was about the six-day war in Israel. And, uh, what type of school? What age? We, one to twelve, one-room schoolhouse. Where is it located at? Care Towns. It's, it's a whole, whole, we're, we're like in a little village. Oh, there's pictures in the mission house. Huh? The there's pictures in the mission house. Go in there and look at the albums and see our, our life. But I say this only... Hmm? How many students? This year we got how many students? Twelve? We graduate some, some years nobody, sometimes three people at one time. Last year was three graduates. And they go from there to first grade. We don't want them to go to college. We don't want them to get college degrees. They learn everything they need to do when they get out. And those who have gone from the community have left in the first year making six figures. Not that that counts for success. It's that they go in there undereducated under as far as papers, and they go right to the top. And, and uh, just what I was talking about my sons with the horses the other day. Uh, that you learn, we, we don't teach children facts. We teach them how to learn. 
And if you teach children how to learn, there's nothing they cannot learn. They have a security and a, conf a confidence that there's nothing they can achieve or go into some kind of job and, and learn it immediately. They could just be with a doctor and learn everything he's doing. But I'm getting off the point. I want you to listen. But anyway, this, this is qualifying this. This was one of our school presentations. There's a lot more behind it, but I want to go ahead and play it. It was a test we could all hope to pass, but none of us would want to take. Faced with the choice to deny God and live, for her there was one choice to make. This was a time, this was a dance, she lived every moment, left nothing to chance. Swam in the sea, drank of the deep, embraced the mystery of all she could be. And this was her time. Though you are mourning and grieving your loss, death died a long time. Dance. 
Encourage each other to spiritual growth as I'm encouraging you. I am watching over you and I am with you whenever you think of me. The Heavenly Father is listening to your prayers. You must pray very, very much to have all the more love because love conquers and makes life last. A new be witnesses. 17 hours before this message this morning, we received a shooter went in a school in Oregon, shot 30 people, killed 10 of them. It's impossible for Our Lady's words not to be speaking about this. The shooter said this by one who witnessed it. He told them to all lay down, everybody. He would ask them, if you're a Christian, stand up. If they would stand up, he would say, good, because you're a Christian, you're going to see your God in just about one second. And then he shot and killed them. Another witness says, a grandmother who was at the scene of the carnage that said that the victims said they were Christian, they were shot in the head. And if they said no, he didn't answer. They were shot in the legs. A new be witnesses. Love conquers death and makes life last. I am watching over you and I am with you whenever you think of me. The Heavenly Father listens to your prayers. Obama said, in regards to this, contrary to what Our Lady said, your thoughts and prayers are not enough. Our Lady said, whenever you think of me, your thoughts, I'm watching over you. Our Lady said, Heaven Father is listening to your prayers. Obama says your thoughts are not enough, your prayers are not enough. His solution is human. Our Lady's solution is from heaven. Would they be saved? No, because the Lady said, because love conquers death and makes life last. These souls, we have martyrs, however many it was, we don't know how many at this point were asked the question, but several were, that are literally martyrs in the United States of America. And to me, I was impressed with the idea that they were told to lay down and stand up and then stay standing after they saw what happened to the first one. Have you got that courage? It's amazing. So when you hear this message and what our lady is trying to get us to see because this is both sides of the spectrum, Many of my children do not have hope. They do not have peace. They do not have love. They are seeking my son, but they do not know how and where to find him. People are trying to find Jesus today in yoga. It's a sign of a sickness. It's a sign of trying to find that. Some of you who probably do yoga here. Why aren't you doing it in prayer? You say, oh, well, that's prayer. No, it's not. Research it. 
You study it yourself. I see people on the airplane coming over, playing solitaire on the computer, three seats up. Why not the rosary? Everybody's seeking something, but they don't know how to find it. Our Lady has you here to teach you, give you cognition, so you learn that yourself, how you encounter Jesus here, that you may learn that go back home and bring others to that, be it in your family, which is the first place often, or somebody out there, like a youth, this 20 years old, whatever, who even believed in God, it's just because you're going to see him in one second. And for us to see the message here in real life, and you'd be here, shows you how powerful these messages are. Our Lady speaks to us in real time. You'd think that Our Lady didn't know about this incident that's worldwide news right now today? You don't think it was on her heart to say these things and see how close she is with the Holy Spirit to leave maximum room for a year later this to address something personal in your family or you individual or the whole world? You've got a perfect example of specific points being made about this organ shooting 17 hours before Our Lady appeared. And then she speaks about it. I knew to be witness to the love of my son. They were martyred professing Jesus. I am a Christian. Our Lady said, holy martyrs died witnessing. And she didn't say, I am a Catholic. She said, I am a Christian. You must pray very, very much to have all the more love. Because love conquers death and makes life last. You think these youth that stood up in this community college, especially after the first one was shot, they knew what their fate was going to be? Didn't require everything they had, the very, very power to profess their love for Christ over their life. And they have life now. And I think it's incredibly remarkable that Our Lady says, whenever you think of me, I'm with you, I'm watching over you. You can walk around these grounds and a lady says, I am watching over you and I am with you whenever you think of me. You can call her and be right in your presence of the Virgin Mary. The visionaries have taught us and told us that when you pray for your loved ones, they can see you. They're allowed a grace from heaven to look at you at that moment. So if you've got a loved one, you walk around these grounds and you're praying to them, they're allowed the grace to see you. You don't think that brings them joy? We've told people at your family reunions, remember a rosary for all those and name them, that they be at your family reunion. Our Lady's revealing things to us. It's incredible. And this is a new thing. We can assume it. We can think it. But she says, I am watching over you. And I am with you if you're thinking of me. And I find it incredible. The antithesis of that, when Obama says, our thoughts, which is thinking, are not enough. Our Lady says, you think of me is enough for me to watch over you. That's not a mistake. It can't be. And then the prayers, not enough, of course. Our Lady said, the Heavenly Father is listening to your prayers. That's a consolation. I asked Maria in 1988 to give a sign just like she did at Fatima for the Protestants because we're very, very anti-Catholic. We we're only 2% Catholic. Of those 2%, you know what that percent is. Those 2% are lax, so you got a very little percent of Catholics. So I asked for the sign, and I didn't answer. 
And so out of the blue, the next day, the next apparition, our lady came and she said that it was not God's will. I was so excited to get that answer, not that he didn't do it or do it, that she went before God and then came back and said, no, that he knows who I am. I mean, I, I got proof, if you believe that, he, he really knows I exist. <laughs> and I was thrilled about that. Wow. He made you. He made you. I know, you, you know that. But when you hear it through that, through Our Lady, it just makes it more heightened and more real. I mean, I was excited to get to know. And this is what Our Lady told you today. Your Father is listening to your prayers. If you think He's not, He is. He hears everything you say. Our Lady said three or four or five months ago something incredible. She says there's four things that make you apostle. One of them, if you strive to pray with the heart... Did you see what she said? Not if she said, if you pray from the heart, she knows our life. She says, I lived your life. I know it was difficult. Jesus was making a mess over here in the corner of the room and I got distracted from praying for God the Father and had to come out of that and go mess with Him. <laughs> your distractions and your lack of being able to concentrate on your prayer is canceled if in your heart you're striving to do that. She says, if you strive to pray with the heart. I thought that was astounding. This was a, a mountain message. I was up there at that time. She said, she said this, so that was the first thing. If you strive to pray from the heart. The second thing is if you offer everything to God, all your sacrifices. The fourth thing she said, if you know that life is but a blink. That happened yesterday. 10 o'clock Pacific time, 8.30 Central time. The shooting took place. Just like that. From one moment to the next. And the fourth thing is if you yearn for eternal life. That is what makes you an apostle. It's that simple. Just four simple things. Strive to pray. Offer everything to Jesus. Life is but a blink. Yearn for eternal life. These people that died, they had that. But this is something to remember. Our Lady's calling you to be an apostle. And it's not that complicated. And she knows your human failures, your human lack of attention, the distractions in your life, but she still yet calls you to apostleship. It's not a light call, it's a serious call. And don't think you might not be martyred when she's watching over you. Those youth, God was watching over them to have the strength to do that. They didn't go in there. They weren't in deep contemplation. They were striving maybe to live their Christian life off and on. And maybe they're even in sin. But martyrism makes you a saint instantly. So they did see God in one second. And don't think this is not a duplicate. So we're in the midst of things that our time's up. And it's not time to slow down with the apparitions. It's not time to tone them down. It's time to turn them up and go faster toward this. Whatever you have in your means, whatever is available in your position, what you do, your authority in the family, you have to do this. Joan, when I leave, will give you a talk about going home because you can do it the wrong way. Our lady said that. Actually, it was last month or 25th. Where our lady said, so you will know how to transmit the witness. Because a lot of people mess up. They do it the wrong way. You can't beat people over the head. You have to do it with the heart, and you have to be converted, and they got to want that. So you're here so limited time, limited days, and 
uh, I was just talking before this about adoration. You'll learn more about adoration being here and learning how to crack open these messages to your heart when you go for adoration than, than doing it here. There's a lot of distractions here. When you convert, you've got to realize Satan can't tip you with what you conquered or what you're turning against and you're revolted by because you're going to recognize him in that. He'll offer you something good. Light next to light so that you take the lesser light and where you can end up in your conversion. He'll pit Jesus against Our Lady. When this started here, the apparitions on the mountain, they wouldn't dare have adoration down here in competition with that. They were sensitive to Our Ladies here. She knew there was going to be this and that adoration. But as years passed, they grew cool to this, and they've had adoration at the same time she's on the mountain. And there was an issue two or three years ago where they said, I bless everybody here on that mountain. And people say, well, they all got blessed. No, they didn't. This is a human thing. There should be sensitivity. Our lady's here for the last apparitions on earth. And when she was up there, and she knows that they're scheduling that, you think she's trying to lead them from Jesus? You can go to adoration all day long. You can go to adoration 144 hours a week at home. You're here on a short period of pilgrimage. Am I saying not to go to adoration? No. You need to be in these fields. Our Lady's message over and over and over. The miracles that happen in this place is when people are out here in these fields and they're out here praying. Am I against adoration? By no means. But it's not about our attendance record. It's not about I go there all the time and do this at the same time. I don't want to break my record. You Maybe you need that for humility. I was a daily communicant. And I love that. And my masses were like 15 minutes and you could go deep into prayer. When I went full time at Caritas hour away, I couldn't make it in town. I can't do that now. Well, what I can say is I know people are more holy going to church only on Sunday than those who go every day and I'm a daily communicant. That don't do nothing for you if it don't change your heart. You still talk bad? You still got bad virtues? Mass actually is a detriment to you if you're not changing. When I went to a daily communicant with the guys, we'd go out to lunch, business guys, they'd come out cussing a lot of times. We was in lunch, Zucker still is, 45 minutes later, talking something suggested they were saying something. But as I went to Medjugorje, I went through some other things in my prayer, I started getting disdain for this, being in their presence. Because it ain't changed your heart. So don't think that what you do back home, you got to do here. Forget the rules. You're here to have your heart worked on. Don't be thinking you have to sit down there and do that. You go out in these fields. Our lady said at our house, Christmas Eve, midnight, go out and bless all creation. And then the next sentence is, and have an encounter with creation. She said creator many times, but she's only said creation two times, and that two times was right there at our place. Because we're in the middle of creation. We have people come to Alabama. You've heard several people say, well, I, I didn't have interest in going to Medjugorje until I came to Alabama. They converted. I talked about the guy about Yvonne, knew him the other day, and converted in Alabama. Why not an adoration? Because we're locked in a cycle that we need to break from that, get away from it, to really understand it. A lady coming to me says, I realize now, I didn't have to come to Medjugorje. I got Jesus home in the Eucharist. Yeah, you're 100% right. But how come you had to come here to learn that? And I'm telling you, it's not enough that you can't come here but one time. You've got to come back two times, three times, five times, because every time you do, your capacity is increased for more graces. This is a particular place you're working on holy ground that is seeping with graces 
of holiness. This is blessed land. This is a Jerusalem in the making. This will be known forever to the end of the world as where Mary came and walked the earth with the people to bring the Messiah one and a half times because he's only supposed to come two times. He came 2,000 years ago. He's come back the second time. But she won something for us that wasn't in the cards. So she's inserted herself between the first coming and the second coming to prepare for that second coming. And don't think those people who are going through the Antichrist will not be using your witness, what you did, how you lived, to break the system now down till it builds back up later. And you're going to be the map. You're going to be the picture. You're going to be the stories that would happen that we broke from the Antichrist because we are in an Antichrist system. And if it's not interrupted by the presence of the Virgin Mary, we would be heading toward that right now. Everything's there. The technology. Everything's capable of doing that. We can bind or sell anything. We are there. And it's growing by the minute. And I'm convinced Our Lady is here to interrupt that. Because she says, December 1999, a new possibility for peace is afforded to you for this next century. Right before the millennium. And she has told us, I will triumph. So we know she's here, and we know what we've had in the scriptures is still repetition of that without new private revelations to bring them to life. That's Benedict's words. We can't continue to confine ourselves to still repetitions of the scriptures. That ancient man wrote those things. How do you apply that to the cell phones and computers and how we live today? They applied the fields. We're sitting there applying on a screen. No contemplation time. We're controlled. Even our thoughts and our patterns of our day is dictated to us by our technology. And so our ladies here to show us the real Jesus and the real scriptures and how to apply them in a modern time and use them. Caritas has two sides to it. We're very, very high tech. Some of the best equipment available in the world for what we do in printing, graphics, everything. And you walk out of that building and you walk in our house and we're very low tech. No electronic toys, no cell phones, nothing like that. Landlines. We may be the only people in America who still have landlines, I guess. <laughs> but we live a life of mastering technology rather than a life mastering and dictating to us how we're to live. So we're a witness to that. And we have our peace in our house. We have somebody come over our house and says, it's just so quiet and peaceful here. And the quiet you hear is the chuckles from the children or the grandchildren coming over. You're missing everything by having this stuff in your home. If you have to have it works, one thing. Don't have it in your house. Cleanse it. Wash it. Bring through a tornado. Our lady says, I come in the wind. Open your windows and your life will change. You can't change your life staying as you are now and what you did before you came here, even if this is your third trip. You have to change things in the way you live. Our lady says, change the direction of your life. What does that mean? You decide. You're here praying for that to decide. you got some radical moves that you have to make now. And I could have said that 10 years ago, and I felt the time still coming, but I don't feel it now. You heard the demonics. You heard them screaming. 
One of them was right there, right on the other side of the blue house, the house there. She was right there. The one screaming, blood curdling screams is right there. A young girl, a beautiful girl. With nuns around and other, her other kids' youth. We have youth come here, I think I may have said it the other day, where they don't really go into, they're not here because they wanted to be here. They're here in June and summertime because their parents wanted them to be here and they're not interested in this stuff. And they start hanging around with each other and they stay up talking all night, two or three o'clock in front of the pantheon right here. And everybody and the mothers come to me and say, just wait, just wait. There'll be a prayer group three days from now. They go to the prayer group, and then they're all over you. They're holding on their arms out there. Stay, can you stay up 2 o'clock and talk to us? And they convert when they see that. It's good in the sense that it brings reality that the devil exists. So what I was going back to a little while ago, Satan offers the good once you start converting, even here. And he'll, he'll make you think, oh, well, how have you been trained? I need to be going to adoration instead of coming here to listen to this talk. I need to be going to adoration instead of going to the mountain. You paid to come here to get out in creation and learn something. You mean you won't skip a time when you've got other obligations at work or something in your life? You'll let work do that to you? Or whatever, or you're on vacation or something you can't do, you try to do it, maybe you might fail it? Don't think you can get everything sitting in adoration. You're sitting there. You're doing Christ. But our lady's calling for cognition. She's calling for more than prayer. She's calling for action. Acts of love. Acts of truth. You've got to be out there pounding on the street. I've got an aunt who, who went to adoration all the time. And all I ever heard out of my uncle, her husband, was the house is a wreck. It's a mess. I was sick of all I hear about Jesus. I'm just sick of this. And he was ready to leave her at one point. No, your adoration can't compare to your duties in life. Sister Lucia said, the Fatima visionary said, God demands penance today. Your penance is to do your state in life. That's above adoration. Jesus don't want you there if you're neglecting your state in life. Obedience is above sacrifice. And even prayer. We get so Catholic that we can't understand what it means to be Christian. And so we have on the liberal side, we have on the conservative side, Our Lady's moderate. The Bible says do everything in moderation. And if you do three hours of adoration a day, seven days a week, that's fine. What else are you doing beside that? The miracles here don't happen there. I'm telling you, they happen out here in the fields. Do you get grace from that? You get grace from that. You get the miracle of walking down the street and something happens. So get your perspectives changed. Our lady's here to change your mentalities. And that's not going to happen if you're not working at it and getting by yourself and going into these messages and cracking them. He says, they are seeking my son, but do not know how to where to find him. My son is opening wide his arms to them, and you are to help them come to his embrace. If you don't learn these things, how many people are you going to convert just go sit in adoration? And tell me, you need to go to adoration. People don't want that. You can't start there. That's an elevated spiritual life. You have to be a walking Jesus. It's through you, our lady just told us in another message, that He will put His words in you and He will act through you. You are their Jesus. But you can't be until you change your life. 
And you can't be if you've got attendance records and you're so proud of what you do. Or that you're stuck in this cycle. Break loose from it. Change your spiritual life. Change your spiritual habits. It's best not to fall into such a routine. You get too routine, you get too planned. The Holy Spirit works in spontaneity. Over and over and over, when I'm out, I run across somebody that I know by what my encounter was with them, God put me there. And if I work in a routine, I can block him for those things. That's why we're too planned. At Caritas, people come to us when Maria's there in the events. They say, everything's so organized here. Everything just flows so perfectly. I says, yeah, it does. Well, how, how long do you plan? We don't. We don't plan. We know what we're supposed to do, and we just do it. The Holy Spirit does. And I've been doing that for years. And people get, what are we going to do about that? I don't know. God knows. Let him do it. Let's just do it. We just start doing it. We're in prayer. He fixes it. Mother Teresa even I confirmed it years after I'd been doing this. They asked her, uh, how do you do this? She says, never try to be too organized. I don't mean about you women in your house. Be organized. Be thrift. Be clean. Hygiene. Everything. Men and women. Now, all that's part of spiritual life. So don't think things in advance because when you do that, that's you. It's human. You let the Holy Spirit flow. You be in prayer. You do what you're supposed to do. And God works out the details. It flows like that. So, Our Lady, if you're a newbie, you need to gain cognition. You're going to suffer. Marianne was asked the question in an interview in 1992. She says, the question was, is this apparition just for the faithful ones? Mariana answered, no. These apparitions is for all peoples on the earth. Each person on earth will have a role to play as the secrets unfold. Many already know their role in this apparition, as I do. There will be suffering. Those who follow the mother's message will know persecution. But in the end, all will be well. The rewards are great. They are worth every bit of the persecution and suffering. So don't think you're coming here and the sweetness of conversion and the peace you feel is always going to be there. Jesus didn't experience it and he was God. Mary didn't experience it and she was his mother. So our lady's not offering just roses. Those thorns coming to you. And it's not pleasant. And you think you can't be brought lower only to be brought lower the next day. I wrote 20 years ago that it's easier to be martyred than to live the life that we're called to live. Very difficult. And it was a grace for these people yesterday to have this opportunity to do that. It's incredible. The rewards will be great. And we don't know what will be, what position we'll be put in, but it's coming. How that happens, I don't know, nor do I pretend to. But I know from the messages, it's here. Maria said, why, they were at, she was asked why this war. And she said that there's not, this war could have been stopped, but there's not enough prayer. And so this is what's wrong today. This is what we have to go through suffering. Suffering makes you pray. Husband and wives are at war. Families are at war. Countries are at war. It's all because there's not enough prayer. Don't think if we prayed enough, this wouldn't be here. Three and a half years of suffering of a war that Peter Jennings on ABC said, the land of the demons was a special broadcast that they did. They called this the land of the demons. Just a little area here. Through Croatia. 
because that's how demonic the world was. It was horrible atrocities that nobody has seen as since World War II, and even worse in some cases. And a lady let this go on. They prayed, they prayed, and finally a whole bunch of women from all Croatia came here barefooted, walking for days, weeks even, to get here. And a lady gave a message that said, Thank you for your prayers. This war will end as soon as possible. ASAP, she said that. I wrote a piece after that. The war is over. It's finished. It just has to be for God to work it out. We had Croatians call me furious. This war is not over. It can't stop. It took another year for it to happen. The decision was made when she said that. I believe the messages they didn't. And I didn't back down from it. The war is over. Because God has to work through free will to make that happen. They had another 12 months to 18 months for that to unfold. And it did. It started dissipating until it went away. So don't think that your war, even if you feel like you've done everything, your novenas, that God has... You spent 30 years messing yourself up financially and you're trying to get out of it. You think He's going to get over it tomorrow and you win the lottery? Don't work that way. God has to untangle your mess and a lot of times you start seeing it you can start getting excited. Wow, they, He won this victory, this victory. Then you're going to help Him. He's saying, don't, I don't need your help. You're the one that did it. Leave me alone. Let God walk it out. One thing Ali says is, surrender your problems to me. And many people, once they see the taste, oh, my husband's starting to convert a little bit. You're going to help him? No, you're driving him away. You were converted at 40 years of age. You are re-Catholicized or Christianized or reborn again at, at 50. And he's 50. And you turn red and the apple was picked for your conversion. He's still green and you want to pick his way sour? What were you doing for 40, 50 years? Leave him alone, especially you women. You be, the Bible says, you be chaste in your behavior. And by your quiet demeanor, will you win him over? I know this Protestant minister said that, that when his wife, was, him and him was not together on what they needed to be, or she was upset with him, she would be quiet, and she'd go in the bedroom, and he knew what she was doing. He said it drove him crazy. She didn't argue back. She didn't say anything. She was nagging God. Don't nag him because he can't take it. God can. He's listening to your prayers. I want to kill him. He understands what you're saying. And of course, husbands, because they're oppressed, husbands don't do that. Most men will just go in what we call quiet zone. They just they don't they won't verbalize. They just get oppressed. Man oppressed today. You'd be surprised how many men and husbands are oppressed. Read How to Change Your Husband. But our lady's message today will last for you the rest of your life in guidance. It's just one message. It's just one time. And I want to play again the presentation. Actually, we played the wrong version because we have voices in it. The school presentation. Because this was about Columbine High School. Casey, she was on, the shooting started, she went underneath the table, they put a shotgun to her and said, do you believe in Jesus? She closed her eyes for a few seconds, as if in prayer, and that's what we assume she did, opened her eyes and said yes, and he killed her. And so this song was about her. So I want to play this now again, what you heard the first time, that now knowing what you know through the message, what happened in Oregon, 
that you can see more capacity because just what you heard just in this 40 minutes or so, that you'll hear this song in a total different way, just like you're going to hear messages in the future in a total different way as your capacity increases. So enter into the song, enter into the words, contemplate what happened yesterday and what happened at Columbine High School in Colorado. Dear children, I have chosen this parish in a special way and I wish to lead it. It was a test we could all hope to pass But none of us would want to take I have chosen you in a special way Just the way you are Faced with the choice to deny God and live For her there was one choice to make This was a time, this was a dance She lived every moment Embraced the mystery of all she could be This was her time I have chosen you I have confided in you everything that is essential I have also shown you many terrible things You must now bear it all with courage You must remain courageous Though you are mourning
Dear children, I want you to comprehend that God has chosen each one of you in order to use you in a great plan for the salvation of mankind. I'm convinced that we will never understand how important our role is in this plan of salvation. That during this new time, this special time, a particular time, that we're never going to know what we're doing nor the impact of it until we're in heaven and we can really see it. I love you, and in a special way, I have chosen this parish, one more dear to me than the others, in which I have gladly remained when the Almighty sent me. Get as many hearts as you can close to my heart and lead them to God, to a way of salvation. Dear children, I desire to share my joy with you. In my immaculate heart, I feel that there are many of those who have drawn closer to me and are, in a special way, carrying the victory of my immaculate heart in their hearts by praying and converting. I desire to thank you and to inspire you to work even more for God and His kingdom with love and the power of the Holy Spirit. I am with you and I bless you with my motherly blessing. It's a hundred years from now, two hundred years from now, three hundred years from now, when people will be in awe about what was it like to be there. Dear children, today I invite you to open yourselves to God the Creator so that He changes you. Little children, you are dear to me. I love you all, and I call you to be closer to me, and that your love towards my immaculate heart be more fervent. I wish to renew you and lead you with my heart to the heart of Jesus. Through you, I wish to renew the world. Comprehend, little children, that you are today the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Thank you with all my heart. And do not forget that I am your mother and that I love you. I said there's been 983 school shootings since Obama took office. Our lady gave messages saying evil wants to come to rule. And then later she said evil has come to rule. There's been 300 shootings just in 2015. It's escalating. Do you think lighting up the White House in celebration with rainbow colors the Supreme Court has anything to do with this? That if our top leader is representing us, saying this is good, this is worthy of celebration, wouldn't even attend one of the prayer breakfasts, and when he finally did, Ben Carson tore him to pieces. Something is very gravely ill. 
And we're not praying enough to make that reverse. We're not doing enough. We see right now that Jesus is seeking something. And we've had 2,000 years of his cross, his teachings, his witness, his examples, the Bible, the saints, and we've gone downhill, even with Mass and Communion. Because if you eat and drink unworthily, you eat and drink Dalmatian. How is it that so many people go out Saturday night, especially the youth, and everybody's going to Communion Sunday morning? Are we that much saints that we never sin, especially now? Or that we don't know what sin is anymore? It's okay now to get married however you want to or redefine it. Only God can do that. Or somebody thinks they're God. As a representation of our whole leadership, all the way through Congress, all the way through everything, all the way to our pulpits, from our bishops on through. We get the leaders of who we are, or who what we tolerate. And yes, the message today said, love and embrace. But that doesn't mean you don't go all out to root out sin. It's love to say, you're in sin. This is wrong. I love you too much for you to end up in hell. We are confused about what tolerance is today. We think intolerance is a bad thing. Intolerance is a good thing. Discrimination is a good thing. We will discriminate against marriage because by its very nature, it is discriminatory. It's made for one man and one woman. By natural law, it discriminates. Why are we scared to say that? You can never make it into something that's not. It's impossible. You can pass laws. You can do whatever you want to. It's not going to work. It will never work. You can't change what is natural. If you have an apple and you drop it, gravity falls. It's natural law. A tomato or a vegetation that grows does it without its free will. It's ordained for that. Marriage can never be changed and marriage never can be applied to any kind of thing other than one man or woman. To say the word marriage applied to that is you'll collaborate with them on a human level to change what it is. And it's the spiritual level where it's to be kept. But we're guilty too. We're very guilty. Because we've allowed divorce. Many of you have been through that. But you also know the fruit of it. So every sin can be forgiven. But this sin must be atoned for the rest of your life. Because this goes into your next generation. And the generations. Four times. You'll be cursed for four generations. He'll be blessed for 1,000 generations for good things. And the church is at fault for not keeping lambs together because we've given out so many divorces through annulments. We just changed the name. And granted, the grace is now there to do that, to act on it. So be it. But we have to change and realize marriage is something sacred. We have to come back to that. Because if we don't, we will continue to allow other people to define it. And that's where it got there. So I'm at fault. You're at fault. You say, well, I've been married 40 years. I didn't get a divorce. 
But there's times everybody don't live the marriage the way they're supposed to live the marriage. That's living divorce. There's three kinds of divorce. Those who won't get a divorce, but want to, because they know it's wrong. Those who are planning a divorce, they haven't done it yet. And the third thing is those who are in process of divorce or divorced. So you can't just point your finger at, at somebody else. That's what I want us to see, look in our own heart. What have I contributed to building the world that is, exists at this moment? We have all done that. We are guilty. The sooner we do that and repent and turn our ways to the Lord, I will heal your nation. Humble yourself. And these fields are where it happens. You look at yourself. You're going to cry. You're going to weep because a light of truth will shine on you if you want it. If you want to reject it, you want to be hard. But will you have the strength to stand up and give your life a fresh example? I'm certain there were Christians that stayed on that floor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And there's Christians that now will know for eternity that wear the martyr's crown. So you ask yourself the rest of this day and the rest of this pilgrimage, would I be in that classroom? Would I be one that stayed on the ground? Or would I get up? You need to go back home, every one of you. And you need to fight. Alex says, fight evil. The first evil to fight is not the guns. It's you go into your schools, your public schools. You start getting the parents together, whoever, your grandchildren. You do it and say, this school needs prayer in it. We took it out. The devil's taking it over. The guns are from that. It's not about gun rights or not having gun rights. We're the only nation that's left with gun rights. And that's why they want to take it away from everybody so much so that this can be even more worse that we'll be enslaved completely. Yeah. But you can do something. Every public school now should be, you should be defying the law. Form groups about this. The schools need prayer. Those children should be praying at lunchtime. They should be praying in the morning. They should be praying before they leave. I don't care what anybody else thinks. You start getting on that side of it and join with your people that this is our answer. Well, they said it. It's not enough prayer. I could stop it, but there's not enough prayer. Obama wants to ban all guns. That's not the solution. And so we have a repudiation of religion. And Satan is dragging man in the swamp of beastly behavior. This was beastly yesterday. And what Jesus is seeking today is to avoid the repudiation of religion. I can't even imagine if our lady wasn't here for these last 34 years where we would be right now as far as what we think of what's moral, what's immoral, where we are. And just look how many Christians are going toward the tolerance and accepting things that if she wasn't here, everybody would be, have no bearing on it. I could never write what I write if I hadn't had the 30 years of cognition with our lady and experiences with it. And if she wasn't, I wouldn't have got it just like everybody else through scriptures. Nobody would have it. She had to come. So through her, Jesus is seeking to stop the repudiation of religion completely. That's coming. That's here in a lot of ways. But also to raise up lights to illuminate the world. And that's what that message was today. And you are that. And you got responsibility. And it's much more greater than you think. 
but you can't do nothing to anybody else unless you work on yourself while you're here. So don't waste time in the, the rooms. Don't waste time in other places. You get up the mountains every day. You get in these fields. You spend the rest of this trip. I'm leaving after the apparition tonight. I'm going to Maria's for the apparition. You're going to come with me tonight. So you pour out everything tonight going before a lady. You tell her everything. Whatever dirt is in me, whatever I need to be rid of, get rid of it. She'll pray. She stayed a long time last night. But she'll pray over you. And I always say when that happens, and when I tell Maria's waiting for our ladies, that's usually when she's praying. God, whatever she's saying at this moment, Jesus, whatever she's saying, give it to your mother like wedding feast of Canaan, because I want it for me, even if it's bad for me, even if it's purification. I want and I open my heart to what she has for me and what she's saying to you, and all the other times she's prayed for me in the past. You go there for a cleansing today. You go there and bag her on the way. After we break up from here, be quiet. Go to the fields, whatever. But you be telling her in preparation for apparition tonight that you want a washing. And don't think it's going to be pleasant. You just ask for strength for it and pray for the capacity for it. She's going to be able to feel, she'll give you everything you need that she can give you to the capacity you can hold it. You'll get maximum tonight. If, all you got to do is open your heart and say, give it to me. But if you don't get everything you want, it's because your capacity is not ready for it. People are turned away from God because it's too hard. The rich man went to Jesus and said, I want to follow you. Well, what do you got to offer, basically? I live the commandments. I'm a good Jew. I do this, do one, two, three. Yeah, you do. Okay, go sell everything and come to me. The guy didn't have the capacity for that. He said, this is hard. He walked away. Jesus had been with his disciples up to three years on some of those guys. And he gives them the teaching of the Eucharist, unless you eat my blood and my body, you won't have eternal life. Every disciple hadn't grown in capacity to accept that, and they walked. They left him. And Jesus didn't want people that was 99.9999% with him, he turned to Peter and the apostles and says, will you also leave me? If you can't accept my teachers, I don't want you. Go out. You weaken me. I want the people to see my witness that they're willing to die. They will stand up off the floor and count their Christianity as worthy of giving their life for. On a moment's notice. And Peter says, where will we go? We've given everything. I can't do anything else. I've given everything I got. My lands, my house, my home, my bedroom. A hundred thousand people have been through there. Would you let people go through your bedroom like that? <laughs> I don't own it. It's not mine to hoard or keep. It's a grace. And we know it's going to be a relic for church in the future. Forever. So what is God asking you to give? What do you hold on? So that's mine. I won't give that. Or like I told you the other day, it was difficult for me to give up my business. That was the hardest thing. But it was, once I said yes, all I said yes, the hard part was saying yes. After that, it was easy. He worked out everything, even getting jobs for all my employees. God takes care of the details. He just needs to see a heart that says, I'm open, whatever you want. Yes, what you're asking me, I will do. But you've got to give me the strength. Help me with the capacity. So you're in the most 
important confrontation with God in your lifetime here. And even though, so if you were here before because you got new life from the capacity of when you were here before to now that you're increasing. So you got another encounter. It's all up to you what you do with it. And a beautiful encounter with a friend of Medjugorje tonight. Incredible insights that we have heard in real time with events of the world, how Our Lady speaks so directly to us, opening up this message for us in a very profound way, in a way that speaks to us, that is relevant for us and for our daily lives. And this is a reminder as well that the nine-day bread and water fast begins on October the 7th. That's October 7th through the 15th, 2015. If you're feeling called to join in that nine-day fast, and especially after hearing what a friend of Medjugorje spoke to us tonight about in a special way, opening our hearts to Our Lady to be her witness and her apostles, it's certainly appropriate that we should be a part of that fast and opening up our hearts to God to be ready to be able to be used by Our Lady as her apostles. And you can contact Caritas in the U.S. to sign up for that fast. The phone number again, 205-672-2000. And so on behalf of a friend of Medjugorje, Caritas of Birmingham, the community of Caritas, Medjugorje.com and Radio Wave, we wish you Our Lady, we love you, good night. This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Metrigoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.